Okay, family, this is it. We're done. I have, uh, I've had enough. If you're listening to this, welcome back to Heck versus Hell, where the truth we tell. But we're gonna jump right into it as we always love to do. I'm done. It's just as simple as that. There's so many times in life where you just gotta be so irritated, so annoyed, so aggravated, so whatever it does, whatever it has to be, there has to be some emotion connected to you getting better, connected to you growing on a different level. You know, it definitely takes discipline, but if you're connected to the outcome, to the wanting to change, your will is incredibly strong. It is 1.43 a.m. right now, November 14th. It's actually my brother's birthday today. Happy birthday to him. Um, he's my older brother, but I don't really talk to him like that. But I'm just done. I realized I have been being a loser. I don't know if that's worded properly, but whatever. I'm fed up with myself because I haven't been giving it my all and I haven't been putting in my full potential the way I know I should have and the way I should have been elevated to the point where I'm walking on water. One thing that Lex uh, always told me was, if anybody can walk on water, it's you. And at, at one point in time, I was so biblically freaky, I guess you could call it. I don't, I don't know what you want to call it. Uh, she used to call me a Bible freak. She used to call me a Bible banger, uh, you know, Jesus freak, all these types of different names. And, you know, I took them on. I liked them. Because not only did I take the scripture so seriously, because um, I, I was to the point where really, and, and you know, this might be PG-13, you know, maybe rated R for some, but I was to the point where I wanted to do things. You know, it, it, there's, there's certain scriptures where it tells you, you know, if your right hand causes you to offendedly, cut it off. If your eye causes you to sin, gouge it out for it is better for you to enter into the kingdom of heaven maimed than to go and lose your soul fully intact in your body and I was to the point where I was so extreme and this this is actually still a level where I wasn't to the understanding of where I was at the beginning because I took that so extreme and so literal and to an extent it can be you know, if that's what needs to be done, it absolutely should. And I was literally plotting of different ways of trying to prevent myself from doing certain things because I was a very lustful man at one point in time. I was very lustful. I was, uh, you know, just like a lot of men out here, unfortunately, grasped by the pornographic addiction that takes over the world. 
And that's something that a lot of men struggle with and fight for. And I'm here. I'm here to talk to you and, and support you and come clean about that, too, because it's something that I, I overcame, but it's still not defeated, I guess you could say. Like, it's always going to be a war in one way or another living in the flesh, okay, regardless if I'm attracted to my wife, right? If I'm attracted to my wife, I can still lust for my wife. I can still lust in a fleshly manner, right? So it's always going to be a war that's constantly going to go on. And unfortunately, this is something that will continue in many people's lives. And especially as men, we aren't very attached to certain emotions. More so, we are manipulated and brainwashed because of the effects that come from that dopamine that's released whenever you watch porn whenever you watch pornographic videos or pornographic novels or whatever it may be right whatever you're doing if it's something that releases dopamine in your brain especially if you're going to the point where you are actually relieving yourself we'll say to certain material it will cause your mind mentally to program it to say, hey, this is good. This is what I like, regardless if it's good or bad. And this is actually a quote that I had. Man, let me let me look for it right now. But the quote was something along the lines of no man seeks to do evil, rather seeks what he believes is good. And it was something along those lines, but it was so deep because it just, that, that made me think. And it's so true because that's what we talk about is the belief systems in which we hold. Okay, I'm coming back around. Don't worry. Stay with me. The belief systems in which we hold ultimately dictate where you desire, what you desire. Okay, so and this is something that I've talked about before. I don't think I've ever talked about it here on Heck versus Hell, but this is something that I've definitely talked about before when it comes to the desires, right? And desires are extremely crucial as a part of our belief system. Our desires actually come from our belief system, okay? So if you believe that wealth comes in having a family and being to the point where you have a pretty good job, you know, you're, you're just set, you're, you're comfy, you know, that's cool. That's someone's, that's someone's uh, wish, that's someone's desire to the point where they're comfortable living. They have a house, they have a beautiful family, and they just have a, a job that they love to do. And that's completely okay. Um, your desire is most likely going to be to search that type of job, to search for that type of husband or wife where you can see yourself longevity wise living with them and being in a happy, committed relationship with them, right? That's going to be your desires. For a lot of people out here, especially whenever they have that type of addiction, their desires will be changed 
So that's where lust comes in, right? You start to lust for the flesh. You start to desire the flesh just to get off a of gratification in your mind, okay? So even if you're to the point, and, and this is going to take a really dark turn here in a little bit, but even if you're to the point where there's people out here, you know, if you go and look at that quote, listen to that quote, it's, they don't seek to do evil. And, and it's, it's not completely true. There are some people that are just heinous and they like to do evil, but at the same time, you know, they, they think it's good, right? Doing evil for them feels good. It's, it's what feels good to them. So there's actually this one episode that I never released and because it wasn't a heck versus hell, it was actually recorded before prior to the creation of heck versus hell. Um, and it was called good, bad, and right. And it basically talks about how there is something that looks good. You know, there's always going to be options, right? There's always going to be options and we could look at it as this is a good thing to do, or this will make me feel good or whatever. This is a bad thing to do. And this is the right thing to do. Okay. And the right one, most times it's very hard to do most of the times. And unfortunately, a lot of people choose to do right. I'm sorry, a lot of people choose to do good by their own standards, right? Just going back to that quote the same way, but we, we, we desire certain things and what we desire feels good to us. So what we see as good can always be misconstrued. And I'm saying this is going to take a dark turn because even to the point where child molesters, Jeffrey Dahmer, serial killers, whatever it is, these people, their belief system is so messed up. And, and sometimes, you know, it's something else that just completely takes over and they're to that point where they're like, wow, I don't recognize that person. But even me, whenever I was under a lot of influence, heavy influence, and I was out here doing bad things, heinous things, I felt good. I felt a sense of power, right? It gave me some type of gratification. It gave me some type of strength. Some type of feeling that I was like, oh man, I I need this, right? I, I like this. This feels good. And that's the same kind of mindset. You know, I wasn't doing things as, as severe as some people out here. Of course not, especially when it comes to that. Because I, I, I really have a disgust and I don't want to say hate, but I hate the actions some people do when it comes to abusing other people, taking advantage of other people. That's one thing that I really, really hate. So I can't say I hate the person. It's really hard to say that to to an extent because, you know, sometimes it's like, man, the, the person is very heavily attached with that emotion, right? So it's it's hard to do. But those people, even them, they find good in what they're doing even if it is some of the most evil heinous things and looking back into scripture you know going into the whole bible banging and everything like that i was to the point where i'm like okay well i'm i'm lusting right i i was literally planning 
on getting eye surgery to make myself go blind. I was thinking of ways to gouge out my eyeballs. I was thinking of ways to maybe even cut off my hands because, you know, my hands were the ones doing the action at times. I was even to the point where I wanted to castrate myself. And I was just so intensely motivated to change because what I saw as good was pleasing my father. That was my desire. That was how I changed. That was how I was able to change. And I was like, these these words in here, this scripture, this, this Bible, this word of God is so beautiful. And it gives you so much knowledge to the point where if anything stands in my way, I want it gone. And that's still kind of how I am right now. But I'm to the point where now it was me being in my own way and me being in the way of those around me subconsciously because I wasn't doing the best I could have been doing. I'm not doing the best I could have been doing. And I'm telling you right now, it's two in the morning still going right here because you can't just go and say, I'm going to put it off till tomorrow. I'm going to do it tomorrow. All this other things. Tomorrow never comes. There is no tomorrow, right? That whole famous Rocky movie scene. There is no tomorrow. We need to change now because one thing that I was really blessed with was going to jail because ultimately that turned me and that allowed me the time to truly think on the actions and the decisions and it limited me. So thank, thank, thanks be to God that I was that obedient at that time because it limited me to the point where even if I really, really, really wanted to, it would be hard to do so. So I just looked at it like, okay, I hear you. You don't want me to do this. You don't want me to continue on this path. That's it. Then it's done. That's how I was. And just like that, I stopped touching anything to do with any drugs. Okay, I won't. I won't touch it. Won't even come close to it. You know, if if it comes across my path, it'll be flushed. Whatever it is, you know, that's where I was at. And it has to be like that with everything. You know, there 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 can be no compromises to whatever it is that we're doing. And I have to say that for you, but for myself, first and foremost, because one thing I had this one friend and he was really, I I got to be really close to him. He was uh, more like a brother. And uh, I'm not talking about my previous ones. My previous ones I had, I was very close to them to the point where I got locked up with them. I was doing all these other things with them. You know, we were over here sleeping in the same bed. We got locked up together. We went to jail. We were actually in jail together for like two weeks. And we were, you know, fighting those mental battles together. Um, But separately, like we were locked, locked in. And I still chose to walk away from him. More recently, I had a brother in Christ. And he was to the point where I was. 
where I was at the beginning of my journey, where I had to make those decisions of whether to stay stuck with the people that I had in my life from the past life or to move forward. He had that decision and I told him very clearly because I knew it was coming. I knew the woman that he was with, she was his wife. She is his wife, but that's not his wife. Okay, that's his handler. And that's something I told him very openly later on. Um, she limits him incredibly. He has really awesome faith, incredible faith. He's um, He's got a couple kids. And he's over there, you know, he, he, if you're listening to this, you know who you are. And he's, he's a really cool guy. He's a really cool guy. I met him in a very beautiful manner that only God could have aligned once again. I never met him in person, but him and I were extremely close. And it was to the point where I knew he was in that stage of his life. Now, keep in mind He was born again, you know, he started getting his walk with God whenever he was around 19, I believe, and he just turned 40, Um, and me and him were thick as thieves, you know, we were really close, and it was just recently, you know, some people, they have different journeys, so it was just recently that it was to the point where he needed to elevate. Me, I had a more fast-paced journey because of my obedience. You know, I, I will, I'll give myself that credit. Um, but I also thank God because rather than, that's why I want to write the book. I'm very motivated to write the, the whole book, The Beauty of the Rain, because, I mean, literally three years ago, I was over here, uh, hand, you know, drugs in my pockets over here doing things that I shouldn't have been doing, being around people I shouldn't have been being around and all this type of things, you know, and, and the growth and elevation is just insane. The walk that God will give you is incredible. So I needed to see, and that's the thing. I was listening to Miles Monroe today. Love that guy. Miles, if you haven't heard of him, Dr. Miles Monroe, he's amazing. Go look him up. He's from the Bahamas. Uh, he passed back in 2016, I believe, in a plane crash with him and his wife. But it was he was an, a really amazing brother. And the Holy Spirit really worked through him. And some of the things that he said today just really resonated with me. And he was able to reveal, not only to myself, but to thousands of people through the power of the Spirit, that we were bestowed with such an amazing responsibility. I've told you guys before, God can do anything he wants to do. If he wanted to, he could snap his finger, say one word, and this whole universe will be destroyed faster than it was created. Destruction is easy. Creation takes a little more time. It's a little more of a process. It takes nine months 
to form a fetus and a baby into a man. And it takes one second to kill somebody. And in that same essence, it takes one decision to make the wrong move. And I know I'm all over the place here. My mind is a little spacey and I'm just trying to get all this out because it's just hitting me, you know, and I'm just on this this whole upward spiral, really. Well, going back to to my friend. <laughs> well, well, let me let me say this first. I had to realize that you are incredibly powerful. The amount of responsibility that one has is incredible. God can do anything on this earth, but he will not change your mind or your will. I I have goosebumps right now. He will not interfere and get in your mind and manipulate you. That's not our God. That is not our Father. That is not how they operate. If we are obedient, if we live through the principles and beliefs, we become one with the Father, just as Yeshua claimed to be one with the Father. My Father and I are one. We have that same type of understanding, especially because we are spiritual beings. We come from a piece of him. breath The breath that was given to us, he breathed into Adam, that spirit, the breath, the spirit. So it comes from God. Okay, we are a piece of God. We are made in his image, in their image. We are created in that same way. We are one. We're already one with the Father even way before we are walking with him. We're already one. But holiness is the unity that we strive for. The belief system, because if you're not one with the father, you're one with the devil. The adversary has much different beliefs, much different intentions, much a different purpose. Okay. The reason that it's separated, because he still created the devil. He still created the adversary. The reason that it was created was to give us that opportunity to have free will. A lot of people ask, why did God even let a serpent in the garden, right? Why why, why would he do that? Because if he only had himself, if God was the only one in the garden, there would be no other voice to listen to. Free will wouldn't be so free. You wouldn't have the opportunity to make a decision apart from the voice, the only voice that you're hearing. You see what I'm saying? Same way whenever you're growing up. If you're growing up, your parents raise you in a certain manner and you get around kids, you know, kids your age, friends, family, whatever it is, people you don't really talk to. You get around them. They're outside influences. Okay. Influences is something major. God does not manipulate. He allows us the decision. He allows us the understanding. And I say he because I'm very used to it, but it's more of a they. Um, because it's a trinity, right? And we got the Holy Spirit, the Father, the Son, uh, 
Lord Yeshua Christ Almighty, the Messiah. And uh, it's so beautiful that whenever we go and decide to be in the will of God and, and ask for direction, that's when our unity, that's when the power is incredible. Because God will not do anything on this world that will interfere with our will. Regardless, there will be someone with the purpose that you were intended to bring onto this earth that will be obedient and will want to bring the will into this world. So your will is extremely powerful and is one of the most powerful things in anything right and we talk about how the mind and the heart is one of the most immense moving forces yet the will is strong there's three major moving forces one is love one is will which it kind of ties into it and another one that kind of ties into it as well is standard right your identity but a standard, an identity, is more of a subconscious. A will is a conscious assessment towards something. Now, it can be you have a strong willpower, right? Willpower, the word willpower, a resilience that you have to you to the point where you don't give up. And that's kind of how I am because I'm like... I had to learn from my dad. That's something that my dad taught me. If you hear me say my father, talking about our father, okay? If you hear me say my dad, that's the the person that raised me, somewhat raised me. Um, something that my dad taught me and that my father definitely taught me was to not give up. Like, I can't quit. And it's something that's just instilled in me. Like, I can't quit. I can sabotage, you know, I can go to the point where I'm not giving it 100%, but I can't quit. I've tried before. I've tried to quit. I've tried to quit life. I've tried to quit even in sports. I remember one time we were doing these certain sprints uh, at the end of football practice. And I, I just couldn't quit. You know, I was like, man, I want to quit. I just want to fall so I won't have to finish these sprints. You know, I make myself fall. I couldn't do it. That's how my mind was thinking. But I couldn't do it because my willpower, the heart that was placed inside of me is immensely strong. My dad and my father taught me to never give up. That it doesn't matter what life will take you through. You always have to get up. And that's where I'm at at this point because I realized I was sitting down. I was sitting down. Now, I wasn't laying down. I wasn't on the floor, but I was sitting down because I wasn't doing the best that I could have done. I just, I can't give up. And I'm I'm so grateful for that um, because it's it's just a beautiful trait that I'm, I'm just immensely blessed with. I don't know if that's something that could be cultivated, if it's something that you're born with, but it's something that I believe everyone should have, is just the perseverance to never be able to give up. But more importantly, 
a strong willpower comes from the determination, right? That's kind of, that kind of ties into it as well. The ter- determination of completing something. And if you just say, like, it doesn't matter what I have to do if I got to kick, crawl, you know, pull myself with the skin of my teeth towards that goal and purpose, it will happen. It's going to happen no matter what. And uh, this might sound a little, a little not so appealing, you know, some of, my, some of you guys are maybe not agree with this um i know lex doesn't like that i that i uh like this but i actually got into anime a while back yes i know i know i was the same way if for all those negative reactions i heard you already i heard you say ah oh, man you know i i heard it i heard it i was actually that same way too i was to the point where i'm like i don't want to watch that that's nerdy all this and that but i realized that the storylines in it, you you can reflect a lot from these type of shows. Um, one thing I do not like about it is the way it's very perverse in what it shows. You know, it still displays the sexualization of females um, and different types of things in, in that nature as well. But one thing that it does do, if you have the strength and, you know... Because I very much advise, you know, just like we were talking about, if you have these light, lustful things, don't watch it. Don't don't watch it if you have these type of lustful ventures that you've been on and that you're trying to fight. Don't watch it because that, that's not going to help you out at all. Um, but whenever you're to the point where, and, and I say that because it's like because you still think about it and then you start thinking about females and, you know, it doesn't have to be cartoons, but it just kind of opens that door a little bit. Okay. That's why I say that. But if you look past it and you actually look at the storyline, there's a lot that you can reflect from it. And the willpower of the main characters, most of the time is just incredible. And some of it is even biblical, really. You know, there's certain shows that are just, I'm not, I don't want to name any names of what I've watched, but there's certain ones where they just got incredible, power and actually you know what i'm gonna name this one naruto um that was one of my favorites and there was a a point actually where he kind of went and shared the chakra right it's like the energy that they had um you know what i i I don't even want to go into the conversation but let's go into it he shared his chakra right his energy um that's what they called it it's like the energy that they use to do certain ninja stuff Okay, whatever it was that they were doing, some of them had cool powers, whatever. A little fantasy, I know. It was to the point where he would sh- he could share his. And like he would go and touch people and they would get fired up. They would get an extra energy, basically an extra energy bank. So they could perform stronger and more attacks, I guess. I don't know. But it was similar to like the 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 spirit you know it was similar to the way we can share the the spirit similar to how you know like i i just look at things a lot deeper so that was actually a reflection that i had to have later down the line um but there's there's literally a lot of things that you can look from it so it's all about your perception and and whatever you look at 
You know, if you're looking at something with the intent of wanting to actually analyze and grow, that's how my mind meticulously works anyways. That's why I love watching documentaries and and all these type of things, because it's just really fun to listen to, uh, really fun to analyze and learn and just even analyze the ways that people are. And one of those things from these type of characters, they have incredible willpower. And a lot of the times it starts off with something selfish. You know, I could be a little selfish at first where it's like, I'm going to be this because I want to prove people wrong or because I want to be it. And there's other times where it's like, I'm going to be this so I can protect so I can defend, so I can do this and that. So first and foremost, what we have to learn too is that a lot of the things you have to decide to do for yourself, first and foremost, is something that Lex talks about very openly. You have to do things for you, for yourself, and then you do it for others. And it's not all the times, you know, there's going to be situations, there's going to be some things where they're put in your path so you can do it for others, but everything to an extent can be selfishly looked at because even whenever you spread love and you get a good reaction, you know, you like the feeling, you enjoy it, you enjoy spreading love. You know, that's something Denzel Washington actually said too. He's like, the, one of the most selfish things you can do is give, you know, because you actually feel good about it. It feels good to do good, right? So, to an extent, everything that you do can be looked at for you too, you know? So whenever you go and you start understanding that people depend on you, you know, you get to a position where people depend on you. Even if you're in a position right now where you think, okay, these battles you're fighting right now, they are solely on you. They solely affect you. They are just you. But look at the bigger picture, okay? Look, look at what it's for. Look at the end goal. Look at where you're headed, okay? If you if you just focus on the obstacle, it'll be a lot harder to overcome. If you focus on the end goal, it's what makes it effortless. It's what makes it easy. It's what makes it easier to stand up and get to that point. And I'm I'm grateful that God gives a lot of visions. Because I've seen the amount of people that we helped, that we help, that we will help as well. And it's it's amazing the people and even multitudes that we're going to touch, you know, because one equals one million. So I'm, I'm like, a lot of you listening to this right now are probably going to get on the purpose with us, to be quite honest with you. Right now, if you're listening to it, like, very soon, <laughs> you know, and, and, and very shortly after it dropped, it could even be, you know, a year later. If you're listening to this right now, you're probably going to be on the purpose with us. And that's the beauty of it is is we're not trying to go to the point where, like, a lot of people, they're fat cats. They want to sit at the top and just collect all this money and, all, you know. And, you know, money is definitely essential, but it's much better to expand the kingdom. And I say that 
very openly and very, very biblically, but at the same time, physically. You know, whenever we get so much things going, just such a flow, like we're going to create our own economy. At that point, we're just having so much flow through what we do because we're doing what we're supposed to be doing that there's going to be no other reason but a flow to be. Okay, but the whole point is to expand and help other people. You know, I know I'm about to receive a lot of money and I know so much of that money is going to go towards the prison ministry that we have going on. So much of it. And I'm over here even getting into real estate, too. Any of you guys and gals in real estate, hit me up, especially if you're in land. That's what I do. And that's kind of what we wanted to expand to. I'm going to create a system. I have a really good vision for that as well. And we're going to help, you know, and, and that's kind of what I look at. I'm like, all that can be refurnished because one of the first goals that I had was actually getting into real estate creating it so big like this was whenever I was over here I had no idea what I was doing I was barely getting into the game I was very naive and uh I didn't know anything about online I didn't know anything about entrepreneurship anything like that I was like okay real estate is the first thing I found online before that I was over here doing things I wasn't supposed to be doing right so I'm like okay well I'm gonna create a trillion dollar business with real estate and my goal is going to be to give away at least one house a year. That was my goal. Now, we are projected to, in the next five years, I'll say, just to, you know, just shoot it out there a little bit. But I'm thinking more like three, for sure. For sure, for sure. We're going to be giving out at least, like, maybe five houses a, a year minimal we could be even to the point where some sometimes we could go even for like maybe 10 20 you know that's that's where we're kind of at you know i don't i don't want to be like these type of people out here because wealth is definitely for longevity but we have to understand that this world is coming to the end and this is not where we are dwelling. This is not our dwelling place. So regardless, even if we have wealth, it's all for nothing, you know, because we one thing that I made sure my wife knew, soon to be wife. Sorry about that. Not married yet, guys. But it, it's coming. That wedding's coming. Maybe I'll have some of you come out to, to the wedding. But one thing that I made sure they knew is I don't want our kids to be spoiled because I was really grateful growing up the way I did growing up in poverty or not having anything because it allowed me to have a certain type of hunger. It allowed me to be who I am and it created me to be who I am. I could work with my hands. I could do a lot of things that you know, most men, especially nowadays, especially this new generation, they don't know what to do. You know, a lot of people can't even change their tires. I could work on cars and I can work on a bunch of things. I have to do construction. Like, I mean, I can't tell you I could build a house from scratch. Not not to that point, not to that extent. 
And, you know, if I had a couple more years of working with uh, my dad, yeah, I surely could have done that. But instead, I was over here trying to actually um, work harder construction. He was doing framing. I was doing roof decking. And it was just, you know, a whole different route, you know. And, and it's something that just helped. Like, I really see poverty as a blessing. Really see growing up with struggle as a blessing. It really is. It gives you a different perspective. It gives you a lot more to be thankful for whenever you are in certain positions and even whenever you're not you know it's it's just that viewpoint that we have to have and one thing going back into the whole thing of this episode like we we need to understand that we are deserving you know that that that's also dangerous to be comfortable to be content it's dangerous because then we're not fulfilling what we need to be doing. Now, that doesn't mean bull guard and just go and, you know, boom, 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 boom to the point. You know, we're executioners over here at FDS, you already know. But if you move too hasty, that can still be detrimental and cause a negative impact on whatever it is that you're doing. Because there's this one quote that says, if you, if the devil is not trying to stop you, you know, get in front of you and stop you, he's behind you pushing you. Okay, like you never saw Yeshua in any scripture running or fleeing or in rush of urgency, nothing like that. Very smooth, very calm, very collected, but purpose with intention, knowing where he was heading with direction and intention and it was just so beautiful so such beautifully orchestrated and that's uh really what it has to be is just the orchestration of the direction and intention and that's something that i need to be on because you do get stuck on day-to-day tasks you do get stuck on the little obstacles that may come across your path and it's something that we need to overcome first off mentally And understand, well, this is just trying to get in the way. This isn't where the final place is. You know, there's still a lot to overcome. So you just got to get over it, you know, get under it, get over it, however you want to do it, you know, get through it, go through it if you have to, whatever it is, but get up. Get up and do because your will is one of the most incredible things you can do and you know even if it's like that like there is no compromising there really is no compromising there's always going to be a plan that I will say that God's intended will for what he wants you to do is beautiful it is the best life that you will ever receive on this earth But you still have the decision to compromise. You do. So whenever I say there's no compromises, that's because I want you to see that mindset too. Okay, so I I am going to tell you that and and I might just cut that out the episode. If not, we'll take that into consideration of why I didn't just to educate you, you know, just so it won't sound like, okay, he's reneging later on. Um, I just want to say that it's not 
good that you would even look at it like that you know god will always say okay well let me replace you let me you know or i'll put you over here you know you could do this you could still have what you choose and i guess you could have this you know like a backup plan i guess but it's still never going to be as good as where he wanted you to be it'll never be as fruitful and it will never give you the fulfillment of why you were created not to that extent. That's why I say no compromises. Because it needs to be just that. And that's actually how I was too. Whenever I was Jesus freaking, I was to the point where I saw everything so literal to where I'm like, I don't even want money. You know, I, I want to be a walking disciple. I'll go. I'll walk everywhere I need to go. You know, I'll just nomadic like the disciples. I'll teach who I got to teach. I'll live on the streets. I'll live like this. The son of man has no home. I don't want a home. That's how I was looking at it like. And, you know, I had to change that ultimately mindset because I'm like, okay, well, yeah, you know what? We can touch a lot more people, especially right now. You know, you listening to this. I may have never came across your path if I was doing that walking, you know, if I was doing that nomadic type of life. I may have never came across your path. We couldn't be talking right now. So I had to, you know, there's a lot of things where I had to not take so literally, but there is no compromising whenever it's the will of the Father. A lot of the times you will receive a vision of where it is that you need to be placed, where it is and what your purpose is. And if you don't even get the complete vision, because at times it's so big that we just he can't give it to us all at once. It's way too great and, it, you know, hey, and that's kind of what it is with me too. You know, I haven't received the full vision, but I've caught glimpses. I've caught glimpses of the direction of, of certain checkpoints. And I know that it's possible and that there's a lot of fruitfulness that comes from all these type of things. And it's good. It's good to keep your faith. It's crucial, actually, that you keep your faith. Because right now where you're at, you need to get up. And you need to start walking. Because even though he will lead you through the valley of the shadow of death and comfort you, he will not move your legs across that valley. That's something I will tell you. Okay, so if you even look at the Egyptians uh, and Israel, where they're located, they're very close. But when the Israelites were brought out of Egypt, they were still in the desert for 40 years. That was not a 40 year trial, but their mindset kept them where they were. That promise was there. But it's up to you whether you think you're deserving first off and whether you accept the promise. You know, because they were to the point where they were even saying, it would have been better if you left us in Egypt. Why'd you even take us out? That's what they were saying to Moses. They were to that point where they were so doubtful of the promises that were given to them to where they were saying, why did you take us out of Egypt? We were better off there. They were seeing literal miracles. 
bread coming from the sky, them not even having to work, scavenge for food. All they had to do was change their mind. That's it. They were so stuck in their beliefs. They were literally experiencing miracles. Moses went and showed up the wizards that they had right there over here doing divination. He showed them, hey, this is the power that God does. They watched Moses part the sea. If you go over next to, I can't remember where it's at, somewhere over there, there's actually a pillar of fire that's there that you could see it's it's true um you need to look it up basically it's a pillar of fire that was written right there whenever they were getting out of egypt to help them cross that river right next to the river you there's like literally uh historical i don't know what it is it's it but it's very evident that that fire was there they witnessed all of this and they still doubted the promise. They still doubted the faith. So it's the will that we have, the determination and willpower that we have to get to that point. We have to choose to want it. We have to choose to desire it and to comply with it. Because going back to my friend uh, that I got really close with, my brother in Christ, uh, he's still my brother in Christ. That's not going to change. But I knew what I had to do. He he was being who he was with. She supposedly grew up in a Christian life. You know, they went to church and everything. She prays, supposedly. I don't know if that's true. I don't know the woman like that. But I could feel her and I could smell her. She had a very bad spirit a very manipulative one for sure too and even one time you know whenever right before the conversation the the conversation was cut off the ties were cut she was actually going and scoffing and laughing at him because he was talking about the commitment that he wanted to have for the purpose because we were inviting him we were wanting him to get on here. But that's why I have to tell you that there is no compromises. If you ever do want to join us on this train and be where you need to be placed to serve what you need to serve, you have got to understand that there is no compromise when it comes to us. There's no compromise when it comes to the kingdom of heaven. We will not allow anything from the kingdom of hell to be brought into the kingdom of heaven. One bad apple taints the bunch and we will not allow any type of negative influence or basically people trying to stop the purpose, stop the mission. That's why we had to stop him. That's why we had to cut him off because he was so connected to her where he was compromised. He was basically wanting to merge that family with his new family, his 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 spiritual family. He was wanting to do that. Now, these kids, they're not in his life like that. They're older. You know, I don't want to put his business all out there like that, but he 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 wasn't living with his kids. He had his wife and he had no children, you know, he was just married, but he was still trying to intertwine 
that into what we had going on. And we're to the point where we're like, you know what, well, I, maybe we'll give her a chance. But actually speaking and communicating with her, it was to the point where it was so fleshly minded to where, you know, I, I, I'm sorry, you know, uh, this this isn't gossip time, but it was so fleshly minded to the point where we couldn't and had no other option but to give him that ultimatum to make his choice because we weren't going to compromise what we had to do and basically ask permission from a servant of hell to complete our purpose. So we gave him that choice. He tried compromising. He went, he had his old long uh, conversation with her and everything like that. Came back the next day and basically talked about he cried with her and all this and that. And he's ready to go. Cut him off. Simple as that. There's no compromises. He wanted us to compromise for him because he compromised on his side. That's not us. We can't do that. As much as I love him, as much as I wanted him to be a part of what we're doing, we couldn't do it. The priority that you need to have is the will above anything else. And your willpower has to be so aligned and so honed and so determined on completing that will that nothing else matters. If I have to cut off my wife, and she knows this, if I have to cut off my wife or she has to cut off, cut me off so that the purpose can be completed, we have that understanding. We know that God will be above our relationship because he's at the center of it. He brought us together. Just like Job. Look at the book of Job. That was the first book I read. I absolutely love it. I love it. Because it showed you. First off, it shows you that God is in control. You know, God can give permission. And God can do whatever he wants. But the adversary cannot touch his children without his say-so. Without his permission. Okay? That was one thing that you learned. But another thing, and, and it's a huge moral that, you know, just looking at it from a big standpoint is... God can take away whatever he feels necessary. He said, my son Job is a righteous man. He was basically gassing him up saying, yeah, he he won't fold on me. And he's like, watch. He's like, you know what? You can have his family. Take it. He literally gave them, gave the adversary the family that he had. Yet Job did it fold because he understood, you gave it to me. I am nothing without you. And we aren't. We are nothing without him. Without the spirit, without the breath of God, we are nothing. We're nothing but a carcass. We don't even have the mental capacity to be apart from him. That's why we call it the living dead. Because if you're not aligned or reborn in the spirit, you're walking dead. You're children of the devil. Your flesh. That's why you have to be born again. So that was kind of the whole thing about this. This whole episode is is the determination, the will. No compromises. 
And I want to see a lot of you hashtagging that, blowing that up. Get on the pages. Get on wherever you have to get on. And just make sure you understand and, and carry it with you. If You, you know what? I'm going to get that tatted. I'm going to get that tatted just for this episode. I have a tattoo machine. And I'll tap myself up where it says no compromises. Because I stand by that. I'm going to get that tatted, and I'll, maybe I'll get Heck vs. Hell tatted or something like that. I'll, something else. Uh, I plan on getting a couple of tattoos, I know. I'm, I'm crazy, I know. Um, but I'll, I'll, I'll do that because it, it's how it has to be. And you know what? I'm also going to give you, a, for, for, for those of you who made it to the end of this episode, I'm going to give you a little scoop, too. Um, we're, we're about to be releasing some music and I finally got my name. Uh, it was given to Lex and I absolutely love it. It's Ray Vera, like Rivera, right? Like my last name and, but Ray Vera. And I'm like, that is so dope because it, Ray, if you're not familiar with Spanish, that means King. So I'm like that is that's so far. So that's gonna be my my name, my artist name, and we're gonna have some music coming out. We're gonna have the books coming out. We're gonna have so much rolling out in the beginning of 2024. That is just you have to be there. <laughs> so we're so glad that you're a part of the journey right now, listening to this right now, and thank you for listening to the end because I know very much so your time is very valuable as is all of our time so thank you for being here on this conversation with me and i do love you and i hope that you took this message to heart and understood that there can be no compromises to strengthen your will to align yourself with god that that's the point of this conversation that's the point of everything we do and and I'm to that point where I need to do it better. Cause I was I felt like I was doing it pretty good, but no. That's not good enough. It's it's not good enough. If you're not doing it to the perfection of what you can be doing, because there's things, you know, there's of course Yeshua wasn't going crazy, but to the point where he was just rushing and everything, you know, being here and here and here and here, just rushing and urgently going everywhere. But everything he did was for the purpose. Every breath he took. And there's times where I'm not doing that. There's times where I am pleasing myself, where I'm, you know, just lounging around, whatever it is, you know, twiddling my thumbs, where I'm not making every second I'm awake be the purpose. And that's going to change tonight. So that's why I'm up right now, 2.42 in the morning, recording this, to tell you exactly that. There's a splash coming. And I want you guys to be a part of the wave. Alright, so I love you all. Hope you receive this message. Get on that purpose. Make no compromises and understand that has to be your standard.
for everybody that comes in your life. That has to be the standard. We just hit the one hour mark. I love you all. Peace, blessings, love, everything in between. You are blessed and you are purposed. We'll see you on the next one and we'll catch you on the flip side.